Episode 88, The Power of Why and What If. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Jason Jennings, great to be with you today. Dale, it's uh, great to be with you, too. And if if people only knew what a labor of love this is and uh, the way we work out the difference in time zones and Dale's up in the middle of the night and uh, to try to get these done simply because we love helping principled people achieve their full economic potential. Because, you know, I talk about this many times. The only real freedom there is in the world is economic freedom. Because any freedom that any government anywhere in the world gives you can also be taken away. But when you achieve economic freedom, Dale, you can live where you want, wear what you want, send your kids to school where you want, eat what you want, get your health care where you want. And there is nothing more wonderful than helping lead people to their full economic potential. So that's why we do these podcasts, and it's just always a thrill to be with you. Speaking of the different time zones, I'm a mountain time zone. You're in the eastern time zone, and we know this time of year, you well, throughout the year, you split up uh, residences. Uh, you're on the west coast, uh, usually during the winter time and the winter months, fall and spring, and then during the summer, you're in Michigan. you got a great place on the lake. So I understand you've got a special guest while you're in Michigan right now. We have been blessed this summer to be spending a lot of time with a delightful little girl who's three and a half, almost four, as she will tell you, with fiery red hair and a temperament to match. And I have just been learning so many lessons from lovely Emma Lynn because her favorite questions are why, how come, well, what if over and over and over and over and over again. And it's, and she's just like everybody's children or grandchildren. She is a sponge. I mean, you have to be careful. I mean, what you say in front of Emma Lynn, because the next day or a week later, she's going to parrot it right back at you been a remarkable experience getting to hang out and spend time with Emma Lynn this summer. Now, there was a tremendous coincidence. I don't read, uh, I don't know if I've, we've ever talked about this, but uh, the reason I began writing business books and books about business and leadership is because I didn't like any of the books I bought about leadership and business. I found that they were generally written by academics, I mean, who didn't have a hold on the real world, or they were written by people who came up with a good title and then went in search of confirming evidence. And so really one of my motivations for beginning to write business books. And then along the way, uh, after my first couple of books, uh, all of a sudden I found my stuff getting plagiarized by other people. And so I came up with a rule that when I agree to do a speech for a company or an organization, no other authors are allowed to be in the room. I mean, I don't want to have my stuff stolen, but there's a second side to that sword. I mean, I would never want to take anybody else's material either and use it. And so what would happen if I heard this incredible story from somebody else, or I read another story from a business author, do you want to borrow it? I mean, you can't do that. So I'm a voracious reader. I read three, four books a week. I go into magazine shops at uh, airports and buy 20 or 30 magazines. I love to read and devour stuff, but I really don't write or read about business because I research and write about business. But there's an exception. Warren Berger is an author. His book is More Beautiful Question. 
And the book is about power of why and the power of what if. And he sets up the book by telling the story of the invention of the Polaroid camera. Now, there are many young people listening to this who you say Polaroid camera, they would not have any idea what we're talking about. But in the day, and I mean, I can remember it. I mean, when I went as an exchange student to France when I was 16 or 17 years of age, I came back with about uh, 15 rolls of film. And then you brought that down to the photo store. And a week later, your photos showed up and, and you wrote a big check or you paid a lot of money to get your pictures. But there was a guy by the name of Edwin Land. And uh, Edwin Land had a three-year-old daughter. And uh, one day, Edwin was snapping a lot of pictures, and he said, now we'll have to wait several days for these pictures. And his three-year-old daughter said, why? How come we have to wait? How come I can't have the pictures now? And Edwin said, you know what? I'm going to invent a camera, I mean, that will print out pictures the moment you take them. And that led at that little child asking, how come? Why? How come? Led to the invention of the Polaroid camera. But now here's a point that I discovered in the book. And if you leave with nothing more than this, this is a huge, and let me ask you a question, Dale, at what point in your life do you think that most people stop asking questions based on research? At what age, at what point in their life would, do most people stop asking questions? Well, I haven't looked into the research, but if I had to guess, I'm going to say it's soon after a child starts school. Well, Dale, you nailed it. You're a lot brighter than I am because, uh, you know, questioning is my life. That would not have been my guess. However, you nailed it. Questioning peaks at four or five and stops. And what, And there's the tie-in with Emmeline, mm. the sponge. How come? Why? What if? I mean, how come? Tell me. Explain to me. And see, the problem, I think, is because in our school system, in elementary school, in secondary school, in college and university, what do we value? We value having the right answers. We do not value asking questions. We value having the right answers. Well, when I saw that, I thought, are we truly a world of people who stop asking questions when we're four or five years of age? My God, what a dumbed down world, I mean, we'll become. I just think that point of piece of research, I mean, is the gift in this edition of The Game Changers. Do with it, go with it, what you want. But I know that one of the things that's going to be first and foremost in my mind all the time is to be like Emma Lynn. I want to be asking, how come, why, what if? And let's now become more specific in business. How can you use this in business? Well, what happens, and this is uh, content from Warren Burger's book, A More Beautiful Question, and it's a good book to read. He says, look, when you have brainstorming sessions within a company, he said, what do you do? Companies are always looking for answers. And he said, turn your brainstorming sessions upside down. And instead of looking for answers or ideas, ask the group to come up with questions. How come? Why are we doing this? What would happen if we did this? And he said, devote some of your brainstorming sessions to questions as opposed to coming up with answers. Now, of course, what happens with this is this is going to really threaten a lot of people who are managers and leaders because managers and leaders have incorrectly thought that they have to have all the answers. And now all of a sudden, if they're being asked to come up with the questions instead of the answers, 
that really gets them out of a very safe place. And so then I started thinking, and you know, one of the other things that great leaders who I've written about in all of my books share in common, darn it, they are really good questioners and they ask what if, and they ask why all the time. They don't pretend to have all the answers all the time. All they need to come armed with are the questions why and what if. The only reason I was able to answer that question, we have two kids of our own, and my wife and I were very intentional while they were in that age range about answering the questions. And if we didn't have the answer, just saying, you know, we don't know, but let's go find out together. But we encouraged our kids to ask the questions. But yeah, you're right. Once they got into school, that gradually slowed down and then came to a stop. So, And yeah, yes. Uh, so one of the things I've been thinking about, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, and I don't want to reveal too much about myself, but over the years, when I've been talking to people and I say, where do you go to school? It just happened. I went out to buy some big hanging plants about a month ago, or hanging flowering baskets uh, for up here at the lodge, and uh, was being waited on by a delightful, I don't know, 14-year-old boy and a 16-year-old sister in a family business. I said, where do you go to school? And uh, they said, oh, we don't. We're homeschooled. And so, you know, what kind of conclusions do you come to? I was wondering as I drove home, are there parents really right-wing evangelicals who want nothing to do with the public school system? Are they uh, kind of hippies who, you know, believe in free spirits? And, and you know what, all of a sudden, uh, maybe one of the good arguments for homeschooling is I don't want my kid at age five to stop asking questions. I want them to ask questions I mean, as long as they possibly can. So anyway, that put a new spin in the homeschooling thing for me, too. And I, you go into the research and the amount of time you have spent with so many businesses, you can see some of our greatest businesses and some of the greatest products that we have all came from people asking the why and what if questions. So, so everybody's task this week, everybody has two tasks this week. One task is to promise that you're going to ask the questions, why or what if, at least 10 times. So just, you know, burn that into your forehead. This week, this coming week, ask the question, why or what if, at least 10 times. And then your second assignment is to uh, send us an email at jason-jennings.com. And, and we'll do a follow-up on this. And, and I'll read some of the emails that we get in response. Send me emails about what happens when you ask the question, why or what if, and we'll report back on a future edition of The Game Changers. Fantastic. While you're at it, would you go into iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and while you are there in iTunes, if you would write a two- to three-sentence review on what this podcast means to you and how it changes the game for you and your business. Also, leave a rating. Hopefully, we have earned five stars from you for this podcast. We would definitely appreciate that. Jason, you have yourself a great week. Dale, thank you for your great observations, and thank you for your great questions, and thanks for always being there. Absolutely. Remember, this is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Make it a great one. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller. The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.